More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away hey chris can you hear me i can hear you fine billy how you doing i'm good here i am excited to see you what can we expect from a billy bragg show well i think we're going to try and make sense of the way the world is right and given the events of the last couple of weeks anything could happen between now and next wednesday couldn't it yeah i wanted to ask your opinion about that and your country's in a bit of a transition right now and what are your thoughts because you know on this side of the pond things are rosy and beautiful and she was so fantastic and had a great life and did great things. Is all of that true, or is there maybe more to that story that we're not seeing? It is true to the extent that she did have an amazing life, and she did represent to a lot of people a very special uh, place in our culture. Yeah, I think in part because of her experience in the Second World War, she represented that generation. And they're my parents' generation. Like her, my parents were born in the 1920s. And when we buried her on Monday, we kind of buried my parents' generation. So yeah. there's that feeling, you know, she she was the last representative of those people in our culture and our society. Yeah. They're gone now. So on one side, I mourn that. And I respect her as well on what she did in the role. But on the other side, there's the whole question of what is the role of a monarchy in a modern democracy? Right. And how do we, how do we deal with the changes that have happened since 1952? I mean, 70 years is a very, very long time. So... You know, what does it mean to have a new monarch? None of us who live in the UK or Canada or Australia or Jamaica, all those other places in the Caribbean and in the Pacific where the Queen is head of state, we've never, very few of us anyway, we've very few of us have woken up one morning to find a different profile on our claims. Right. right. And what, what has changed since 1952 is I think people now are more liable to think, how do I feel about this? Yeah. Whereas in 52, everyone was like, okay, this is what happens. And I think particularly in Britain, in so soon after the war, people found that in some way comforting. But now people are more likely to think, hmm. Right. This is because, you know, you can't really criticise the Queen. She's always been there. She's like the weather. You know, you don't wake <laughs> up and, you know, suddenly. But when you actually have a new face on your coins, I mean, how are the Canadians going to feel about that? How are the... Right. You know, the Jamaicans are already making some noises. The Australians have a minister for the Republic, the new Labour administration there, uh, before the Queen uh, uh, died, had already instigated a, a minister for the Republic. So I think what happens in Canada and Australia and in the Caribbean is going to be important because it's going to affect how we see ourselves and how we think of our monarchy. You know, I was listening to a debate on the radio last night and they you know, they talked as if it's just going to be a matter for us, yeah. we Brits, to, to think about. But it's not, because she's the head of state of 14 other countries. Right. They all have a say as well. And I can't imagine Jamaica becoming a republic and it not affecting the way we think about how we feel about King Charles III, especially if Canada and Australia and New Zealand follow suit. You know, we'll be, we'll really, it'll be up for debate in a way it hasn't been right. before. But I will say this. I think... Um, your a previous president has probably damaged the argument for republicanism in my country. Yeah. <laughs> and it's never been done. 
for a very long time. Uh, so in some ways, Trump is the monarchist friend in that sense, because, you know, I spoke speaking to a Canadian friend and said, yeah, it's all very well getting rid of the Queen as head of state, but you see what the Americans did? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. So interesting times, yeah. interesting times. And and that may, you know, that that may float through. I may, you know, I may find a moment in the set to, to talk a little bit, reflect a little bit about that. Sure. Um, but, you know, there's lots of other things going on that, uh, you know, I'm trying to, speak about not least how we uh survive through the pandemic yeah let's you know, let's, let's no, talk that's... about that because you actually produced your new album during the pandemic you had and went through a couple phases of the lockdown that really interrupted that process right it did yeah i mean i i kind of like went into the the lockdown by losing a load of gigs and and although i had planned to make an album in uh 2020 uh or maybe 2021, I had planned to try out songs in sound checks. That's normally how I work. Yeah. But the, the loss of all the touring left me in a weird situation. Uh, initially, I sort of filled it up by doing online stuff, but that kind of didn't really hit the spot for me. And the second lockdown, I thought to myself, you know, I really need to focus on something here. So let's see if I can make an album. And I booked some studio time. I found a couple of producers I wanted to work with. Um, Romeo Stoddart from The Magic Numbers and David Zumi who has a studio down in Eastbourne and uh booked the time and then when the time came we were back in lockdown again so i did something i've never done before which is i kind of sent them the demos and left it to them to put the backing tracks together which oh was God. kind of sort of what i wanted because i i hired them because they're really good arrangers i admire the arrangements they do in their records so i kind of wanted that but normally i would sit at the back of the studio in the big sort of uh, uh evil villain chair and raise an eyebrow if they put too much mellotron on a track you know so not being there yeah does that did it make the did the did it make the album sound dramatically different from your previous work because you had done it that way? I I wanted it to. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I wanted it to sound a bit different. You know, the last album I made um, in the studio uh, with Joe Henry, Two for Now, that was very organic. We were in his basement. I taught the musicians the songs. We played the songs, and I think it worked really well doing it that way. We did it in five days. I mean, it was an amazing experience. But this time, I wanted to spend a little more. Uh, thought on the arrangements of the songs and I was looking for something that that would reflect where we were in the pandemic rather than directly address it yeah and I and um Dave Azumi has a original Mellotron in his studio and he I when he when I went down to look at the studio I said is that a Mellotron he said no one lets me use it I said oh that's a shame and I, and I said to him well the woozy sound of the Mellotron kind of to me said something about the the kind of foggy sensibility that we got during lockdown where we didn't know what was going to happen, what mm. was coming or where we were. So I said, well, you know, put some on the, on the tracks, Dave. Use a bit on the tracks, see how it works. And I thought it did work. You know, obviously it was a bit weird getting the tracks coming through. But after I had a time to uh, listen to them a bit and uh, my partner gave me a talking to, um, I managed to uh, kind of get my head around it and go with the flow. Yeah, and you've got your son playing with you on a couple of songs, right? Yeah, he he heard. Uh, I played him some of the stuff at Christmas of, uh, uh, I suppose it must be two twenty twenty, and he one of the tracks he really liked, uh, Ten Mysterious Photos that can't be explained. But he was adamant that that line should be the chorus. And we had a kind. He's a songwriter as well. He's a okay. he's a singer songwriter. And we had a bit of a argument about it. So eventually, I said, "Look, here's my guitar. Take it away. Here's the lyrics. Play. You know, work it out. Come back and play it to me. How you think it all sounds? So I can hear what you're talking about." And he came back and did it. And annoyingly, it was really good. So uh, that's kind of how and I ended why, up. Why is that annoying? That's a proud dad moment, right? Come on. It is a proud dad. It yeah. is. It is. But I should have seen that, really. I should be good enough yeah. to, to, to have spotted that. 
Um, but yeah, I was really pleased about it. So consequently, he came down to the studio uh, because he lived where he lived in Brighton. He's just up yeah. the road from Eastbourne. He came to the studio. He played on a few more tracks as well. We got involved. He sang a bit on the record. And we had a real... Uh, it's a great experience because previously, I mean, I think the last time when I made the record with Joe Henry in 2013, he's probably still at college, I think. Yeah. And the album before that, he was still at school. So, we, we, you know, I've never made an album while he was A, an adult, and B, a working singer-songwriter. So yeah. it's nice that we should come together now in this situation. Yeah, that's got to be a really special moment to watch your son play music that you I wrote it. Yeah, and I just the it. whole piece of that must be just this moment of like wow this is yeah. you know, kind of a full circle cool moment right there i can't tell you how much his mum loved it as well to see the two of us yeah. working together like that. so yeah, yeah it was it was pretty good yeah again you're going to be at the carolina theater in durham that's wednesday night september 28th people can get tickets at carolinatheater.org for tickets yeah it should be good chris i'm looking forward to it mate thanks for having me on you got it thanks so when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.